Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. If you're doing it the right way, anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. All right, so I'm a parent. And if you're a parent watching this, then you and I have one thing in common, and that is we don't know what we're doing. So in today's episode of Freestyle Friday, we're going to be talking about all things parenting. Get some Q&A in there. We got a hot take coming at you and a breakdown segment all about how to be a better parent, as if I even know what that means. So enjoy this episode, and hopefully you and me both learn something. So drop a comment and let me know what you think. The quote of the week this week is, too much protection devastates the developing soul. And that comes from Jordan Peterson. And that brings me directly into this week's hot take. It's a little bit about parenting, yes, but I'm also going to have to give a trigger warning for those of you that are still in love with Disney. Because one thing that almost everyone loves that I hate is Disneyland. And I'll tell you why. When I was growing up, my family never did anything Disney. Nothing Disney related, none of that stuff. So I don't have that nostalgic attachment as an adult that keeps me in the wonderful world of Disney. I only look at it objectively as an adult. And when you look at it objectively as an adult, let me tell you, Disney kind of sucks, okay? Whether you go to the massive one in Florida or the one in Anaheim, there's always a ton of traffic, which is basically just waiting in a line in your car, which to be fair is really good practice since 80% of the rest of your day or more will be spent waiting in more mother-bucking lines. You spend hours jammed in a car with your screaming kids and their mother who made you book the trip to begin with because they're only young once. Yeah, no kidding. They're so young, they're not even gonna remember the trip. So whose memories are we really here for, lady? You know what I mean? Then you finally make it through the labyrinth of a dingy parking garage straight out of a slasher movie, which by the way, you paid $20 an hour for or some crazy shit like that. And then guess what? You have to stand in line, this time waiting for a tram, which they call the Disneyland Express, which is an interesting name considering that there's nothing express about it. And that is just to take you to the park where you will, guess what, stand in more lines to get an expensive ticket to get into the park. Oh, and the rides? Assuming you make it to the front of, you guessed it, more lines, most of them are unexciting and non-thrilling. It's not exactly an adrenaline rush. The only thing that will get your heart rate up while you're in the park is the abundance of junk food and sugar and carbs that you're going to consume. The privilege of buying $18 hot dogs and $34 turkey legs, which, surprise, surprise, you had to wait in line for. Oh, and if you want to avoid these lines as much as you possibly can, you have to pay way extra for something called a fast pass, which ironically, you have to wait in line to get. So if you're like me and Disneyland isn't your thing, don't worry. It's okay. Embrace what truly brings you joy and embark on your own extraordinary journey of finding happiness away from the happiest place on earth. And now let's go ahead and cut to some footage of me at Disneyland with my kids, because ultimately, just like every other miserable parent standing in line at Disney, 
I just can't say no to those little buggers. Those smiles on their faces, just too impossible to ignore. They're too cute. I'm weak. I'm sorry. All right, that's enough moaning and groaning for today. Let's go ahead and get into the breakdown featuring my conversation with the one and only Ed Milet. No roller coaster at any theme park could be as intimidating as the wild ride of parenting. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. We have the responsibility to literally shape young human beings' lives and prepare them for the future. As a father of two little ones myself, I feel this weight all the time. So when I do interviews, I selfishly and often ask for parenting advice from high performers, people who inspire me by their parenting and other pieces of their life. Ed Milet, one of the ultimate motivational gurus of our day, gave me some incredible wisdom when it came to parenting, and I want to share three key takeaways from our talk. It's the most insidious form of child neglect is a parent who does not chase their own dreams, who plays life small who installs software programming in their children of small thinking and small life and small expansion, small risk, small growth. That's a form of neglect of your children if you're not doing that. And so hopefully maybe for the first time as a parent, you now feel obligated, which is okay, to chase your dream, to grow, to expand. Because if you don't, you're neglecting your children because they're watching that software and they're catching it. And their self-esteem is affected by your lack of happiness and your lack of success more than any other thing in their life. The first takeaway is don't neglect your dreams. Oof, this one hit me. By embracing personal growth, taking risks, expanding our horizons, etc., we show our kids that dreaming big is the way to go. They can actually watch us chase happiness and success, and that boosts their self-esteem and inspires them to strive for greatness as well. Telling your kids they can be anything while you opt to be nothing in your own life is like telling your kids not to smoke while you light up a cigarette. So lead by example and be the dream chasers that your kids need you to be. As soon as I had my son, it just made me realize like I never wanted to get to the point where I was telling my son that and he would look me dead in the eye and go, well, why didn't you? You got it. You know, it was like, Ooh, and, they, uh, and he gets to an age, Travis, we all did, where we figure out who our parents actually are, mm-hmm. right? When we're little, there are heroes, there are superheroes, but, yeah, yeah. but there becomes an age where you go, that's my dad, that's my mom. And you yeah. figure out who they are in the world. I never wanted my kids to figure out their dad was average. Their dad mm-hmm. was a fraud. Their dad was a talker. Their dad was just another dude. Because if you think your dad's another dude, or your mom's just another person. You come from that. And so, of course, it affects your self-esteem. Of course, it affects your belief. It's why so many people generationally struggle. The second takeaway is that you better be who you say you are. Our kids see us as heroes in their early years. But sooner or later, they realize that we're just regular people with flaws. Ed stresses the importance of being true to ourselves in front of our kids. If we settle for mediocrity or we lack ambition, they're going to figure that stuff out eventually. That discovery can take a toll on their self-esteem and their confidence. So let's keep it real. Stay authentic. Stay committed to personal growth. Become an inspirational role model for your kids. Our authenticity empowers our kids to embrace their own uniqueness and believe in their abilities. It's my goal as a parent to when the day that my kids figure out that I am not the person that they thought I was growing up, that the version of me that they thought I was and the version of me that actually is 
look very, very similar to each other. That's my goal. If you watch The Matrix, they believe Neo is the one. And you've heard me say this before, but in every family, there's a Neo. And every family, eventually, the one shows up. The one who changes that family. You see a happy, rich, successful family. At some point, all the way back, they weren't at one point. And yeah. then the one shows up. And they change the way that family thinks, acts, lives, grows, expands, contributes forever. In my family, I'm the one. In, in your family, you're the one. And the free people that are listening to this, you got to become the one in your family that changes it forever. And my third and final takeaway is that you can literally change the future by leading your family well. You just heard Ed draw an amazing parallel between the matrix and our families. He says that in every family, there's a Neo, someone who has the power to change the family's destiny for you and for future generations to come. And guess what? You can be that Neo. As a parent, it's your mission to shake things up and redefine what's possible by taking charge, unleashing our inner superhero and being the catalyst for positive change. We break the chains of the generational struggles that each of us has experienced. Our kids will witness our transformation and hopefully be inspired to create their own legacy of success and fulfillment. That is it for today's breakdown. So I want to know from you guys, what is your best parenting advice? Drop it in the comments. Let's check it out. Now we are ready to jump into some Q&A, which we thought on this episode we would try something a little bit different. Uh, recently, we posted on our Facebook page something about parenting. What's your hot take on parenting? And so we got a bunch of comments on there. So we're going to go through these one by one and just kind of react to them and uh, see if we agree or disagree with some of the things that are being said. So, Eric, apparently people do have hot takes when it comes to parenting, yeah. and I'm sure there's going to be some heated debate in the comments of this video. Uh, and I want to know if you're watching this and you didn't leave a comment, just drop one wherever you're watching this video and let us know your hot take. We might cover it. I'm sure we'll do more parenting episodes in the future. For sure. Uh, first and foremost, Michael Kadu. I think it's French. Michael Kadu. <laughs> Michael Kadu says both parents need to agree to stick together. If the spawn, <laughs> if the spawn, if the spawn. Learn they can get a different outcome. You're going to spend a lot on family therapy instead of vacation. I'm assuming it means like if one parent says something, it means and the other kid. says something. Spawn his kid. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying oh, okay. they need to stick together. If they learn they can get a different outcome, you're going to spend a lot of time on family therapy. Like they're saying, if one parent says something and the other differs. Yeah. United Front. I have mixed feelings about United Front. Why? Yeah, I want to know yours first because well, it's your show. So uh, this is why I think it's important as a family to create values like a, a set of values for your family specifically uh because not every hill is worth dying on you know i disagree I mean? so, let me explain why <laughs> so there's some things that, that jack and i like disagree on but they're if, if they if they're not related to like our core things right then I'm just like, all right, not a big deal. And I'll compromise or she'll say, all right, not a big deal. And she'll compromise. Um, we, we have to this, to this day anyway, obviously our kids are still really young and I'm not an expert parent by any means, but to this day, we haven't, we haven't had any big arguments or disagreements when it comes to the, the core things that we agree on. Right. It's more things like, Hey, she shouldn't have a second yogurt in this one hour period. Right. And it's like, ah, oh, who cares? It's not a big deal. And it's like, I, I think it's 
not as good for her, or maybe we shouldn't be giving her that much dairy or whatever. Yeah. It's never a thing of like yeah. these big issues because yeah. we agree on like our core values. But so I tend to agree with United Front thing when it's when it's like the child is like manipulating the parents mm. and and knowing which parent they can go to to get this thing that they want and that kind of stuff. And and I think a lot of parents who don't focus on their relationship as a couple will much more easily fall into the trap of their kid learning how to manipulate them. Yeah. Whereas, whereas I think our kids again, to date know that Jackie and I agree Mm -hmm. on most things as a front. And even if she says something that I disagree with and they come to me, but I know that she said that I still take her side. I think that's kind of more the spirit behind it is like a, it's a it's a united front to the kids to let them know that, hey, you can't come to me to complain about your mom and you can't go to her to complain about your dad. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're in this together and we're a family. We work through these things together. So I, I appreciate the spirit, but I'm curious to hear. No, I, I agree with all that, you, too. Like, I agree with United Front and I feel like a jerk uh, for pushing back on it. But no, the only thing I would say, I think especially when they're younger, it's important. Like, I think our age kids, it's like huge. Um, I think like more. And this is more obviously I hate I'm doing what I hate, which is people giving parenting advice for stages that are not at yet. But like, that's one thing though, that I saw with my friends in like high school, I was like one parent would be clearly wrong about something or like being, say for example, being too harsh or being this and the other parent you could tell didn't like it, but would just back them. Mm. And so like, I do think it's important two to remember like your kids are people so like if the dad is being a jerk for no reason like i think it's okay not necessarily just like call it out well to be fair but in the ifb right really cultish community that we grew up in (laughs) right you know there was a lot of the dad being a jerk and the mom just being on board because she has to submit or whatever i guess my only thing is like i think it's important even at a young age on some issues to like have the dialogue happened where it's like, you see two people working through it. You Do you know? think that that's important for the kid to see? I think so. Yeah. Like I, like I think it's important. So for example, this isn't really so much a thing about like spousal stuff, but like uh, the, uh, recently, like my daughter was saying, Oh, I hate work. Hmm. You know, she was like saying, and she was saying in the context of me working, sure. I had to go work. I was actually coming here. And I said, Travis is making me, <laughs> I can't do anything. Um, no, but I literally so hates me basically, but it, rather than just saying that's how it is. Yeah. I need to work, you know, like Tara kind of gave her input on, you know, like, Oh, he has to, to provide. And then I was also throwing in like, it's a good thing to work. And like, I enjoy yes. my job and there's things that you will learn to love one day too. And it's yeah. not going to feel like we're, you know, and teaching the value of work. So it's like, it wasn't just, I always just brush up against when I see advice. that's like, and I don't think that's what they're saying, but advice that feels like my way is the way. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Get it on board. in another room. Yeah, right. And now I'm going to come in the room and tell you how it is. Like, I just think there should be a balance of like, them seeing you work through why you do it. Mm-hmm. Like versus I got to go to work, leave me alone. Yeah. Like take the time to explain and same with parental decisions. Like, Hey, your mom was saying this and I agree because of these reasons. Mm -hmm. And ultimately like once we make the decision, we're, you know, we're connected. So I just want to throw nuance on it more than disagreeing. Sorry, Michael Cadu or Cadeau. Cadeau, 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 whatever you want to do. (laughs) Uh, um, Amanda Bayerly, 
I always barely, get thrown barely. off by their names. It says, I'm not here to be my child's best friend. This is one is going to be the one that generates anger in the comments. Because <laughs> well, it's going to be the best friend parents that are going to be like, yeah. Um, it says, I'm here to chain my child up to know God and be a good person on this earth. Too many parents are raising narcissistic, spoiled children because they're afraid to say no. I mean, I agree. Totally agree. Raising the, spoiled regardless kids. of whether you are going to teach your kids about God or not teach them about God or whatever the the core of that comment is very true i think i I just feel like there was a lot of um there's a lot of grown-up people Mm -hmm. like full adults who 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 see the way that their parents parented and it was so far the other way where they you know dads in the 70s and 80s are like the that the that 70s show dad Mm -hmm. like red foreman on that show where he's just an a-hole he works he does his thing he like he doesn't engage in the kids lives he's just like parenting at that time was just totally different so i think a lot of people experienced that and wanted to create something so far the opposite of what they had that's why i always hesitate to give any advice on parenting because in my opinion most parents again some some people are just total assholes and they shouldn't be parents but most parents are just trying to do the best they possibly can with the information that they have yeah. because they love their kids more than anything in the world. And so, like I said, it, 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 most of this stuff comes from a really good place. Well, well, I want to be, I want to be friends with my kid. And it's like, I agree, but that's not my job right now. Yeah. When my kid's 24, I think it'll be my goal to be like one of my kids' best yeah. friends. And again, that might change in 20 years from now. My sure. kid's only four, but what I'm saying is like right now, it's not my job to be their best friend. So I, I tend to agree with this. It, it is it more parent. If, if more parents were worried about their kid becoming a, a good version of an adult yeah. rather than what their kid thinks of them, yeah. then I think the kid would turn out better. Right. And I think that leads into Ben's comment. Ben Killoy says your primary responsibility is to provide healthy adult like responses. And I think that kind of is what I was saying earlier is like, yeah, I, you know, again, there's people and we know in the extremes that go like your job is not to like me. It's to the, you know, which I'm like, I want my kid to like me, but also for the most part, respect the polarity on either side. Is, right. I tend to disagree. But with. I do think when you are, cause kids are smarter than we give them credit for. I think when you do give a healthy, I think explanation is the key to all this. Like mm-hmm. if you can sit down and say, we're not going to eat another yogurt because yeah. this, they may not always go for it, but like, you know, it's like brushing your teeth. Like I explain why, mm-hmm. you know, versus just letting it sit. Well, and it gives a healthy guide or process mm-hmm. through which to process problems in the future. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people have so much stress and anxiety built around overcoming problems, mm-hmm. probably because it's wired in them that mm-hmm. things are just a certain way. Cause that's what they were told growing up. Yeah. And this is, this is kind of heads into the broader conversation of where society sends our kids. Um, you know, most parents and most school systems, education systems, teachers, everything's built to to transform your child into being an employee, yeah. in, in it's a, programming. A, a member yeah. of the system where you do this one thing, you listen to what people tell you to do, you do your job and you just do that. You don't focus on anything else. You don't cause any problems. And, and then when they experience any sort of problems or mm-hmm. opposition, they just crumble. Because they're yep. never taught a way to deal with those things. They're never taught how to communicate through a problem and find a solution together because you just say no and that's it. And there's nothing else 
that's a part of the conversation instead of providing an adult-like response, treating your kid like you want them to be like treating your kid as the version of them that you want them to become rather mm-hmm. than the version of themselves that they are currently yeah. where it's like you, you like, I'm not going to allow that to happen because I'm your parent. And frankly, I know better than you, but I'm going to sit down with you and try to at least explain to you why this is happening in a calm manner that mm-hmm. doesn't make you think that you're in trouble for this particular thing. It's like, you know, I understand that you're crying right now, but I'm also trying to talk to you. Like, because you're you're becoming like a big boy, you know, like you're 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 becoming Eric. We've had, becoming... These, con- we've had these conversations so many times, um, <laughs> but like you're you're becoming you're becoming a kid, yeah. and like I cannot let you behave like a baby anymore. And here's why. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, Dada. <laughs> Don't ever. So for again. so for example, <laughs> Dada, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh dear God. We're not doing, we're not, uh, we're, anyway, we're not going down this uh, path further, No, but, but that's all I'm saying. And I think it's important to like, it teaches them how to communicate and work through a yeah. problem rather than just accepting a solution. Well, and everybody as, who has their is. kids in like public school, who's like trying to buck the religious system they grew up in is going like, yeah, you don't want to teach them to conform. And then there's people who are like, I homeschool my kids, so I don't want them to be programmed. It's like, you're programming them too. Yeah. And like all that you're talking about is like teach them the whys and the how to think and get to that conclusion. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's huge. Um, and it leads into this comment. You guys did a good job on these show notes. Um, Edward Oliver says consistency and patience is, uh, that's not really a hot take. I think that's just important. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, some of them are just all good of this principles. Takes, yeah, yeah, all of this takes a long time. We'll just that's go, always the case. go to the next one. This one, I think we'll both co-sign and keep moving on. Brandon Guerin says, nobody knows what they're doing. We're all winging it. Just do your best. Uh, it's the easily the like most relatable comment because it's just like yeah, none of us really know. I'm I'm 30. I have a four year old and a two year old. I'm definitely no parenting expert, you know. But yeah. at the end of the day, we're all just trying to do our best, and that. But that's why I think it's important to talk about it openly yeah. in this type of a way uh, because we're all just trying to figure out what to do and how we can how we can improve and what we can do better. And it, you know, I think those conversations, candid conversations, can lead to learning new things about how to potentially do the job better. Yeah. Check out our parenting course over at travischapel.com yeah. slash parenting. You can find it right next to uh, our AI course and our crypto course. <laughs> no comment. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers Agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you. That work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters 
is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Um, next is from Ashley Miller, who's a top fan on Facebook. Boom. Yes. Says, Thank uh, you, Ashley. Don't make mountains out of molehills. Don't make it's mountains. <laughs> don't make mountains out of molehills. I have two boys, and the best thing I can do is not overreact. Let them be and keep them alive. All I think about <laughs> when I hear mountains out of molehills is that scene in Man. Oh, wait. What were you thought? What were you thinking? The mole and when the Paramount logo turns into the molehill and in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, but go ahead. That's that has nothing to do with what you're talking what about. about. No, I was thinking in Yes Man. When have you seen that? Jim yeah, Ford? I'm trying to think of the scene. Terrence, when he's up on stage, yeah, yeah. and he he's goes, barefoot, he runs out. The, <laughs> yeah, he goes, if the molehill won't come to Terrence, oh then yeah, Terrence, yeah. we'll come to the molehill, and he like runs into the audience. No, no. If the molehill won't come to Terrence, Terrence will come to the molehill. That movie is such so freaking film. funny. That's, it's, a, that's it's like my favorite Jim Carrey movie. I think it's one of the most underrated. Um, and he actually did that bungee jump too. There's oh, did like he? A whole, in, yeah, in there's the, a whole the behind movie. the scenes on that. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. He, that's one of my favorite Jim Carrey. I Check, think, no, I think it is my absolute favorite. It's, good. it's really underrated because nobody talks it's about that it. It's that or liar, liar. I object, Your Honor! To yourself? Yeah. All that stuff. Check the link in the description. Pick up a copy, and it will get twenty five cents. But anyway, buy, buy a blue. Back to this comment. Uh, yes, yes. Thank you, Ashley. That was well said. Uh, Keep them alive. That's the main. That's the main goal. Ryan F. De Silva. What did De Silva do to you? Uh, says you can. <laughs> says uh, you can have friends after high school. I'm assuming this means for parents to like still have friends. Yeah, I don't know. Did I comment on that one? You said truth. <laughs> <laughs> truth <laughs> just automated responses a hundred percent yeah i agree i don't know what that um, means I'm i, I think i think a parenting hot take i i would assume reading this it's like parents can have friends after high school oh, i think a lot yes. of parents do become isolated no, yeah, yeah that is that is why i put that no, I, <laughs> I, I do remember that one now so i agree yeah, with that yeah, yeah, yeah. because i again i think it was a generational thing where you know people would be friend they would have a bunch of friend groups or whatever then they get then they get married and then they have kids and then they stop doing anything outside of their family. And it's like you, I believe you as an adult need to have other adult friendships and relationships, even if it's with people who don't have kids or whatever. Yeah. Like you, you just, you, you get, you have to maintain those types of, um, I guess that variety of when friends, of friend groups. It's literally like just the stuff that's happening in these comments is like, it's validation too. Like when you get around parents, you know, like we'll be sitting in like a dance, you know, class with other parents and like, they'll be like, man, my kid did this today. And you're like, Oh, thank God. It's not just me. You yeah. know, like that kind of stuff is helpful. Um, someone said consistency, Walter J. Tarwood to be sp specific said consistency. 
And then uh, Ryan Orock said unschooling. I have so many thoughts on the whole unschooling. Yeah, movement. is this basically? Well, you explain to me what it is because I, I I think I asked him to expound on that he because did I want to know more about Ryan. What what do, what do you mean? No, no unschool. I think it's like the thing of getting your kid out of the school system mm. and teaching. All I'll say because I don't want to go on a big rant because this is going to be a long segment. All I'll say about unschooling is I think that there's been like everything. The pendulum has gone. Pendulum? 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 Pen, pen, it's always penja, but there's just penda. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Only but the pendulum has swung so far this other way. Look, the school system's messed up. It's largely teaching people just to be a nine-to-five worker. It's optimized and, for one person. One type yeah, of person, not right. a bunch of different types. It's not, you know, people whose brains work any way differently right. don't vibe with it. Like One learning style. Yeah, like... I hated school. It didn't adapt. Like when I knew what I wanted to do by high school, which I think is a normal time to start knowing nothing changed in what I was learning. It was just like, keep learning geography right. because that's going to help you in your media career. So I agree with it and, needs to change. Yeah. What I disagree with is like, I see posts from homeschooling parents that go like, my kid is outside stacking firewood. He's like a third grader. And then they'll write something about like, we don't need to prioritize textbooks and this. And I'm like, you're also not setting your kid up to win if they're struggling to read in like third grade. Right. And I know these people like, again, because we grew up around more homeschoolers and probably the average person. Like I know people that like, yeah, they, they do have a great relationship with their family and their siblings and they learn the value of hard work. But like you see them write something, you're like, oh, you can't spell. Massive education Like gaps. you can't yeah. do basic math. Right. Like. And that to me is where like when I hear a lot of advocates for unschooling, honestly, like a lot of people I see do it, I think either just can't afford private school or just it's an easy option than having to drop my kid off somewhere. Like right. I see that a lot. There are people that do it well. Sure. Like I would say I. There's always examples of yeah. good on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, that's that's my thought on it. It's like I think unschooling is good, but like. It can't be like uneducation. Sure. <laughs> which right. Which happens exactly. a lot of times. Well, and you see a lot of unqualified, like it, it, it discounts the work of a teacher to assume that you can do everything a teacher does. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like teachers are trained to educate and teach. Yeah. I'm not. So there's going to be things that other people are going to do much, much better than I will be able to do. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think there's a lot of people like the, the people who tend to be that way tend to be people who were not primed for the education system. Yeah. So their formal education is not they have at a, a high GED, level. Right. And now they're themselves. teaching their 11th grader. You know. Right. <laughs> they're, they're teaching like, well, they're just, they'll just skip entire lessons. Yeah. Cause like, oh, I never really understood fractions. So <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, maybe they should understand fractions. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, that's probably a good thing to know about. Right. You know? And, and, and plus I think there is value in, in teaching how to learn mm -hmm. and, and, and knowing that where this is a building block. And if you learn this, you can learn this. And there, there's well, some value and, to those things as well. So it's, it's difficult to, to, to throw a positive the toward the unschooling movement too, is I think there is elements of you're primed to do that. You are primed to teach your kids to be better learners sometimes outside the school system. Because I think again, conversation I've had with my daughter is like, you know, 
like if she ever goes into the, cause every kid does it, you know, they have to do a test or something. They're like, I hate learning, <laughs> you know, I hate school. And, you know, my thing is always like, well, you like doing dance or you like doing this. That's all learning. That's all school. So like you may have subjects you don't like learning, yeah. but fall in love with learning, even if you don't like this thing in school. And I think it is cool. The one cool thing about having your kids at home is like, there's no separation of like, this is my learning time. This is my fun time. It's like sure. life is about learning. Right. There's, and there's no clear like and math class from yeah. eight to five or eight to five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we were close to that. We were uh, eight to three thirty. Eight, yeah. Eight, eight to three thirty, four thirty. If you do sports, which I did, I was an all-star uh, player on my <laughs> team. Um, but you know, you've got that. You identify as an athlete. There's coach. not a set time. You know, for them to learn. It's just life is learning. Yeah. That's a cool element of it. And I think if you do it right, it could be really effective. Yeah. Ultimately, that's one I still am trying to figure out. I'd, yeah. Know, my kids aren't school age. I like the idea yet, of but having them out where you know. can travel if you want to. You can do stuff like That's the big thing, bro. That's yeah. the only thing that keeps me like, oh, man, I don't know. These if I comments put better be spicy. School. We better not just be talking. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some heated debate on this I, clip. I don't know if I want to put them in traditional schooling for that exact reason. It's like yeah. I travel so much for work and and I think that a lot Why do you of, hate education, Travis? <laughs> well, the places that I go to it's it's not like I'm I'm going to this like random thing that has yeah. no ability to add value to them. I'm going to drop like you off I'm at a going ranch. to business events yeah. and and personal development events yeah. and uh, and and like listening to world-class speakers that are friends of mine for my kids to travel with me and right. get that information from those people is a really valuable piece of their education that yeah. no other kid can get. So it's difficult to be like, oh, well, and there's I can't take network. them with me because they're in school yeah. on Thursday and Friday and I'm leaving Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, but, but is it more valuable for them to be right. learning geography in that instance yeah. versus like coming with their dad to a real life thing yeah. where they learn and practical information and knowledge tutors. and get to meet people yeah. that have an interest in seeing them succeed and stuff like that, you know, like. There's value to both of those things, though. It's it's very difficult. I don't right. know the answer. Um, Alyssa Ruiz has a s- solution to all this. No one will call you a bad parent if you don't have kids. This is the best comment. time and money for you. I, I, I posted this was the best Where's comment. Where's your course? It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the course on parenting. Yeah. No one will call one. you a bad parent if you don't, don't have, have kids. kids. Love it. Um, Ann Barnes says they take their cue from you. If your child or children seems to be having a bad day, check your own day and mood. If it's up and positive, then number two, are they tired, hungry, sick? Number three, how much screen time have they had? I've extended my screen time so I can add more later. I don't get that part. Not an, not an expert yet. Um, I I agree with a lot of that. That's good stuff. Yeah, the um, they take their cues from you. I like that a lot. I, the kids I, that scream I think at about their that. kids and be like, "What do you have an attitude?" Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I take a lot of that um, when if my kids like out of control because sometimes it it can be the most frustrating thing as a parent when your kids just like throwing a fit and you have no idea why yeah. and you're trying to help them but they just keep throwing a fit and like I think before I had kids I've been like, "Well, just beat them." You know what I mean? Like get it out, like beat it out of them. You know, like, like you're going to listen to me because I'm the parent or whatever that attitude, even if you're not spanking them, if you stole the, like you're screaming at them and they're yelling and they're crying and like, they don't know they're learning how to process an emotion. Like they're literally a kid is a kid is just a version of you without any control over emotions. So So why would you match their behavior? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, so you're going to teach them how to have control over their emotions by not having control over your emotions. That doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. You know, so I I've tried to my best in the past just to, 
if they're throwing a fit uncontrollably, just like I try to get close to them or have some sort of a physical touch where they can almost like feel my heartbeat and feel that like I'm calm, even though like you're screaming, you're like trying everything. to get your heartbeat calm. First. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get to meditate. Now for three you do minutes. it now. Yeah. <laughs> you got to abate my own heart yeah. rate first, but, um, I've found value in that, in that practice, at least it's like, it's not going to work immediately and, and, and stuff like that. But if your kid is freaking out and there's, they're, they're not understanding why, and and they're trying to piece together why they're experiencing this emotion, um, yelling at them is not, it's not going to do anything except for make them feel like you are not hearing them and you don't care about why they're hurting right now. So yeah, I just try to like be as calm as I can. And like I said, put like have, feel let, let them let them feel that like i'm i'm yeah. calm and it's okay and everything's going to be fine right. because i am okay yeah and everything's fine you know but yeah. it's very difficult sometimes when you're extremely frustrated yeah. and they, they're just screaming or they're throwing a fit or especially if it's in public yeah. or something like that it just like makes it worse and well, that's when you have parents too that's that's my biggest pet peeve is like when i see parents who because they're in public like change how they parent to mm. look like they're good parents. Yes. So like, I, I like you're in public, which again is also difficult. Stop that. Yeah. You know, like they over and you're like, okay, well like we're good. Like yeah. chill out. But it's like, because they know people are watching, they're like harder or they're like, try to be more, whatever. It's like, <laughs> like the other day, bro, we're walking at the gym. My son wanted something from the cafe. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, which makes sense because the cafe, at your gym is freaking. It's cool. pretty great. Yeah. But, uh, and I said, no, so he hadn't done this in a long time, mm. but he just like <laughs> throws himself on the ground, like full face on yeah. the ground, bunch of people around me. And like I said, when, when he first started, when he started throwing fits, when, I don't know, he's like barely could walk, yeah. you know, he's 14 months or 18 months or whatever. I, uh, I would react poorly and was just like, get up now. And like, you don't act like that and stuff like that. And it was just like, uh, you start realizing more and more that this has nothing to do with them trying to buck your authority. Yeah. This is just them learning. How it's to the biggest process thing emotions. in the world for them at that time. Yeah. Right? Like Brian Regan has this bit about a, uh, a kid losing his balloon mm-hmm. and like the balloon starts floating away and the kid starts freaking out and yelling about the balloon. And he's like, and the parents come up to the kid and just like, stop crying. We'll get you another one. And he's like, Jesus man. Like you got to understand your kid is like, yeah. that was their entire world. He's like, that'd be like if you took out your wallet, and your wallet just started floating away. And you're like, no, no, no. And, and, I was, and then I went up to you and I was like, calm down. It's just a wallet. We'll get you another one. And you're like, yeah. but I want that one. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just like, it was, it was such a good, a, a good bit because it makes you realize as a parent, you know, that, that that's what that seems like yeah. to that kid in that moment. So he threw himself on the ground and there's a bunch of people around and it's so tempting to, to not, to, it's so tempting to, to be like, just to be like, get just up be right like, now. I'm going to go. And to be fair, like right. sometimes with him now, especially cause he's getting older. Yeah. I do like, I jump, I step into that more like stern he rigid version of me because he knows more, enough. Yeah, yeah. But this particular scenario, I knew he was super tired. He didn't get much sleep and all this other stuff. So like, I just kind of walked next to him, set my stuff down, sat down on the bench next to him and like got his attention. And I said, stand up right now and look at me. And he just stopped crying. He stood up and looked at me and I was just like, Oh man, if I would have known these types of things when I was like first starting yeah. to parent, well, like, it would have been going to win the screaming game. Well, and to your yeah. point, it was like, I didn't want to parent differently yeah. just because there were other people looking at me because well, my kid was on the ground and, and they were like, I wonder what he would humiliating what them. Do. Yeah. Like, like it's look at all these people looking yeah. at you. Like all that kind of stuff is just anyway. Well, 
you guys give some great hot takes. But to caveat this entire conversation, we don't know what we're talking about. So yeah, uh, that's true. We're just two amamateur parents Thanks for the advice. with little kids. <laughs> um, I do have one more question, and it's very important. What is a kid show that your children enjoy that you also will find yourself getting sucked into? Because hmm. we all have one. There's always that's like the true. one where it's like, oh, my God, I love Bluey. Uh, you know? That's not one. You don't like Bluey? No. That's super weird. You like Kai? You're a Caillou guy for sure. Uh, no, I'm just they, I think they've. Only, I'm not sure they ever watched that. Maybe once or twice. That's, that's okay. The thing is, I try to put them on to shows or movies that I like. That's that why my daughter watched Star the... Trek Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my my kids will be indoctrinated with Star Wars here very yeah. very quickly. Oh yeah, we did all that too. Yeah, she. I just dove her right into the man because there's some great yeah. Star Wars animated series. Yeah. that are actually like really the interesting. Clone Wars is cool. It's yeah. a good. It's a good show. Um, but like a show where he was watching it and I sat down. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a good one just because this is like a little, little, little kid show. Have you, did you ever see mighty little beam 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 B H E M on no. Netflix? It's like, it's for like little, little kids. There's no, uh, dialogue mm. at all. It's just an animated series that shows this little baby who has like these superpowers, basically super strength, mm-hmm. but his mom doesn't know any of those things and stuff. And it just like follows him around. They're like little seven minute episodes or something. Mm. But like, I would sit down with my son when he was watching that, when he was little and when he was littler and, uh, and like some of those episodes, like they're just, they're just well put together and well done. And I would just like draw me in. I was like, catch myself like five and a half minutes into one of yep. the little shorts being like, I wonder what happens next. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But the ones that are absolutely no goes are like the Cocomelon and you love Blippi. Uh, I know Mickey you're a huge Minnie. fan of Blippi. Uh, Blippi is the worst. I don't like Blippi. Blippi's like Mr. Rogers on crack. Like it's literally like, worse, let me show though. you how this is made. But like it's Mr. Rogers, because he's you feel smarter. <laughs> like you watch Mr. Rogers. Like I feel smart and I feel like I'm learning and becoming well, a better Blippi citizen. Does some of that stuff. Blippi. Too. I feel like, it's. It would be less weird if he had his own kids. Yeah, because he doesn't. He doesn't, right? I don't. I think. Know. I don't think he's. I don't think he does. Still, this is an definitely when he started. Yeah, it'd be just like now he owns everyone's kids. <laughs> any 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 grown ass man who doesn't have kids who's like I'm gonna make a career out of being a kids entertainer. I'm just kind of like. Well, all right well i'm not taking my kids like to the backstage q a yeah know what i mean at the, at the live show that's so true. you can watch this stuff but well, let's let's keep a little bit of a distance here comment your favorite kid show below thank you so much for watching this episode of freestyle friday we'll see you in the next one peace that's it for today's episode thanks for spending some time with me and my friends if you want to be better friends with me then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter your friend travis where i share what's on my mind about life building a business raising kids being married and anything else i would normally share with my close circle of friends that's travischapel.com slash team and my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet and leave us a quick five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. It would mean the world to us as it helps us make sure that this show continues to be more valuable to you. Thanks in advance, and I'll catch you on the next episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.